Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I continue trial by jury by Lysander Spooner, getting really close to the end now. We're in the final chapter. It's going to take a couple episodes, and then there's an appendix. It was such a great essay. It's so important. I really hope people uh, enjoy it. It's essential to understand if you have anything at all to do with liberty or freedom, and you think you understand the Constitution. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And the truth is, I was fooled by constitutional conservatives for a very long time. But about 20 years ago, I figured the scam out. And it is a scam. And I've been a self-certified master practitioner ever since then. And in fact, I gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the work I've done on the podcast. (laughs) So enough fooling around. Let's go ahead and get this show going. So I'm going to continue trial by jury. Lysander Spooner's great essay that everybody needs to be familiar with. And if people were familiar with it, we would not be in the trouble we're in. Even more so than his No Treason, which is a fantastic essay that I've already covered. But this one is the heart of how we can actually beat back government and stay free. And people don't understand it for precisely that reason. They don't want people to understand what the jury is all about. The jury is not the way it's been presented for your entire life and for mine as this so-called group of people who know nothing about anything and have take these long questionnaires and can't have any contact or opinions about any or everything. It's completely ludicrous. They're not there just to decide the facts and listen to some narrow band of whatever evidence they're given. The jury is the most important political piece in our system. And because it's not really in the Constitution as a piece of the government, because it's not really the government, it's the people. And are the people in charge of the government? Are they? Uh, We're told they are, right? Well, how are they in charge of the government? By that phony baloney vote? I don't think so. (laughs) No, they're in charge of the government through the juries. That's why jury trials are required. Because if you can't get 12 random people to agree that the facts as presented, the situation, the allegations represent an actual crime that the people themselves believe is criminal, then you can't enforce it as a government. And that's the same thing as there not being a law. So it stops it right there. It becomes dead letter. And that's the only way a minority position in the country can ever get represented. So you can't get represented in any type of legislature because by definition, a minority position is not going to carry the day. See, so people have been completely convinced for decades and decades and decades and decades and decades and decades that the only way that the people supposedly get a voice is through this phony baloney vote. Well, I don't vote. What's the point? They're all liars. They're not going to do anything. None of them support the positions I want anyway. (laughs) So it's silly. So you juxtapose that against this concept that there's supposedly consent of the people to this government, and it doesn't make any sense because I don't consent. I don't agree. Why would I ever agree to a situation where I'm not going to ever get a say? It doesn't make sense. Nobody would agree to that. And that's not the way it's set up. It's set up, as I've explained to people over and over again, and that is that they can pass whatever kind of laws they want. 
civil or criminal. But if they can't get them enforced through juries, through 12 random people agreeing, then it doesn't matter what laws they passed. It doesn't matter what laws they passed. That's how the people stay in charge. And I get that most people have no idea and they've never been told. They were all taught incorrectly. I certainly was as a lawyer, trained that way, practiced for 15 years or so before I figured the scam out. And once you figure the scam out as a lawyer, once you hear this stuff, then you realize what a colossal joke it all is with these pattern jury charges and books and books of those and definitions and instructions that the jury can be given and all the arguments about it. All these burdens of proof and standards and evidentiary this and that, the court's supposedly in charge of all of. It's completely ridiculous. The people themselves have to be in charge. The juries, all the people who get struck because they can't do this and won't agree to do that. No. If you can't get agreement from the people, then it's because the people don't agree to the law. That's all. And this idea that that's going to somehow turn into chaos, no bullshit. You're not going to have any problem getting people convicted of murder and rape, robbery, burglary, fraud, civil fraud, breach of contract, anything. Everybody is going to convict on those things if they're legitimate. See, the problem all comes with these made-up laws, these fake laws, these drug possession laws, gun laws, these bullshit tax rules. It's made up, all these regulatory things. That's where there's no agreement. And that's where they've tried to convince people forever that, well, you have to follow a law because they got some rigged up deal. As I've already showed people, it's only about 25% of the population ever supports any of the government because half the people don't vote. And then the people who get elected really only want about half of the remaining half. That's about 25%. It's just not the consent of the people. That's why there's so much disagreement. That's why. And this essay gives the answer that the jury is in charge of it all. I can't go through all of it, but we're right at the very last chapter. And then the only thing left is the appendix, which is hugely important. But this chapter is really important. There's a lot to it. It's definitely going to take more than one show to finish. But unlike so many other things, the Spooner stuff, it's always good to the last drop. <laughs> so let's get started. This is chapter 12, Limitations Imposed Upon the Majority by the Trial by Jury. The principal objection that will be made to the doctrine of this essay is that under it, a jury would paralyze the power of the majority and veto all legislation that was not in accordance with the will of the whole or nearly the whole people. That is always the objection when I tell people about this. Well, you could never get anything done. Well, you could get plenty of stuff. You just can't get the vast majority of stuff that's on the books because there is no agreement to it. And here's how he answers. The answer to this objection is that the limitation, which would be thus imposed upon the legislative power, whether that power be vested in the majority or minority of the people, is the crowning merit of the trial by jury. It has other merits, but though important in themselves, they are utterly insignificant and worthless in comparison with this. <laughs> so he doesn't back off from it. He doesn't try to apologize for this. He puts it front and center. You're damn right it fucking stops the majority and all this other horse shit. It's supposed to be a government of the people, consent of the people. It's supposed to be voluntary consent. If you don't agree to the government, then you can't be ruled by it. And the way you get a say is here. This is the way these minorities are represented. Continue. 
It is this power of vetoing all partial and oppressive legislation and of restricting the government to the maintenance of such laws as the whole or substantially the whole people are agreed in. That makes the trial by jury the palladium of liberty. Without this power, it would never have deserved that name. See, so you don't back off from this. You don't run from it and try to explain how well, you know, this and that. No, this is the whole point. It's the narrative, the construct of the so-called consent of the people being this weird implied thing that makes no sense that he goes over endlessly in no treason. The essay I already did and the issues I talk about all the time. The fact that there's no consent to this government. There isn't any consent to it. It's totally impossible to have a consensual government that's under the Constitution after the Civil War because they forced half the people back in. So it doesn't work. And consent is essential. And so they talk about consent in these broad terms about a vote and 50% and all this other shit and all it's implied. You have to leave and go to Somalia and all this shit. None of it makes any sense. That's not consent in any other way of your life. You could never, ever have the so-called consent that the government has from you in any other part of your life that you would agree to. It's just, you would like, well, I don't consent. Well, you do consent. Well, no, I just told you I don't. Well, I'm sorry, but it's implied. Well, I just told you I don't. Expressly don't. Well, sorry. Sorry. You're consenting. See, it doesn't make sense. It's not recognized under the law in any way. But you say the word government. The people are so bamboozled by so much media and academia and years and years of brainwashing and literally generations of brainwashing that they can't see it. But hopefully you can see it now that it is a total fraud, a sham. If the consent of the people means anything, the jury must be in complete control because that's how the people control the government. Otherwise, the government's in charge of the people and there is no consent. They just jam it down. Well, it's the law. Sorry, it's the law. It's like, well, I don't agree to that. Well, sorry, you're going to have to go and get all these people and get signatures and all this bullshit. I don't have to do any of that. Not guilty. Judgment for the defendant when the DOJ comes in. Sorry. As they said in Tombstone, Law don't go around here. Remember that? <laughs> Law don't go around here. So, yeah, I heard you the first time. Kurt Russell was so great in that. Let's continue. The will, or the pretended will, of the majority is the last lurking place of tyranny at the present day. <laughs> That's so great. The pretended will. Uh, the dogma that certain individuals and families have a divine appointment to govern the rest of mankind is fast giving place to the one that the larger number have a right to govern the smaller, a dogma which may or may not be less oppressive in its practical operation, but which certainly is no less false or tyrannical in principle than the one that it is so rapidly supplanting. Obviously, there is nothing in the nature of majorities that ensures justice at their hands. They have the same passions as minorities, and they have no qualities whatsoever that should be expected to prevent them from practicing the same tyranny as minorities, if they think it will be for their interest to do so. I mean, how obvious is this, right? What does government do now? As soon as they get elected in any way, they just go out and pass any kind of law they want. And what is your solution? We have to wait years to supposedly try to get people in there who can then try to override and get the chance. Well, it never happens. They don't repeal jack shit. Then it goes to these so-called judges who make all these so-called opinions that are so-called law of the land that you can't get turned over. And, and so the whole thing is just a complete scam, and that's why the system doesn't work. See, these tyrannies, they aren't removed. There's no consent. 
It doesn't work to say you lost the election. Election have consequences. Well, not if I have rights. <laughs> they don't. They can't trample my rights from an election. You see, all these things are the problems with the constitutional conservative position that's so fucking fraudulent that has taken all the people we need who want true liberty and small government freedoms and it's just driven them into a ditch because these very essential pieces are not discussed. They're glossed over and they're fraudulent. And anybody who's listened to my show and listens to me take these constitutional conservatives and media apart knows all the stuff they leave out. Let's continue. There is no particle of truth in the notion that the majority have a right to rule or to exercise arbitrary power over the minority simply because the former are more numerous than the latter. I can't emphasize that enough. Just because you won an election doesn't give you the right to simply vote that, oh, you're going to take all my shit and give it to somebody else. doesn't make any sense. Nobody would agree to that. Like I said, I'm always in a minority position. Why would I ever consent to a government that then has the right to simply do anything the so-called majority does, since I'm always going to be in a minority? I don't get it. it. It doesn't make any sense. But see, people aren't taught these principles. They're completely and totally ignored, glossed over, and covered up by constitutional conservatives in order to push the fake narrative about the freedom machine the Constitution is. That's all. Let's continue. Two men have no more natural right to rule one than one has to rule two. Any single man or any body of men, many or few, have a natural right to maintain justice for themselves and for any others who may need their assistance against the injustice of any and all other men without regard to their numbers. And majorities have no right to do any more than this. Right. It's all about natural law and protecting people. You can't just through some construct agree that, oh, now we have the right to do this to you. If the other person says, no, you don't, and you're just going over and trampling on them, taking their shit, claiming they have to pay 10 times more than anybody else, calling it a fair share, excusing these other people, taking their money and handing it to Ukraine. (laughs) All of the stuff that goes on, there's no consent to any of it. See, there's no consent to any of it. The 99.9% of everything government does in modern times is utter and complete fraud. Just complete criminal conduct against smaller groups. That's why they divide everybody up in all these little teeny tiny pieces. Because if you keep people divided up into a million different pieces, they can abuse each individual little group and, in effect, abuse everybody. And that's just the way it works. Not to mention the fact that government is in charge of who gets to vote. They exclude people for all these different made-up crimes they have. It's idiotic. Let's continue. The relative numbers of the opposing parties have nothing to do with the question of right. And no more tyrannical principle was ever avowed than that the will of the majority ought to have the force of law without regard to its justice. Or, what is the same thing, that the will of the majority ought always to be presumed to be in accordance with justice. Such a doctrine is only another form of the doctrine that might makes right. This is such an important point. I'm so glad he gets to go over it again because I make it in the No Treason essay, but he makes it here again and he makes it so well. I hope people can start to see how badly deceived they've been their entire lives about the system they operate under. Let's continue. When two men meet one upon the highway or in the wilderness... 
Have they a right to dispose of his life, liberty, or property at their pleasure simply because they are more numerous party? Or is he bound to submit to lose his life, liberty, or property if they demand it merely because he is the less numerous party? Or because they are more numerous than he, is he bound to presume that they are governed only by superior wisdom and the principles of justice and by no selfish passion that can lead them to do him a wrong? All great questions, right? And when you see that framed up like that, you can see that that's all our government is. That's all this phony baloney vote crap is. It's just a way that they can claim to have some so-called right under the so-called holy constitution that's supposedly a freedom machine. It really just enshrines this ability to abuse the minority unless you have the power of juries to override it. And, of course, they've completely obliterated that in a million ways, as this essay has proved, as this entire series has proved, as countless one of my podcasts has proved. Let's continue. Yet this is the principle which is claimed should govern men in all their civil relations to each other. Mankind fall in company with each other on the highway or in the wilderness of life, and it is claimed that the more numerous parties, simply by virtue of their superior numbers, have the right arbitrarily to dispose of the life, liberty, and property of the minority, and that the minority are bound, by reason of their inferior numbers, to practice abject submission, consent to hold their natural rights, any and all, or none, as the case may be, at the mere will and pleasure of the majority, as if all a man's natural rights expired or were suspended by the operation of a paramount law the moment he came into the presence of superior numbers. <laughs> God, this guy obliterates people, right? Oh, well, you lost the election. Election have consequences. All this other crap they do. I oh, just following orders. Law and order. You don't like it, get the law changed. On and on and on. Um, I don't understand. At any time under our system, as I've told people over and over, the majority, so-called, the people who are control of the government, even if they just have rigged up elections, can just supposedly pass laws, abuse the living crap out of any select minority they want, in any way they want. And what's the option of the minority? Nothing. They have to go and beg in the same government's courts to somehow get protection. And if they don't get it, now what? Now nothing. It's over. It's done. Look around. That's how it works. See? There's nothing holy about the way the Constitution is constructed. Nothing at all. It's a complete and total fraud. It has nothing to do with consent unless there are juries and the ability of the tiny, tiny minorities in the country to veto these made-up laws that just abuse small groups. If you don't have that, if you don't have that ability, the people aren't told about that, then the system turns into what we have today. Just a system of oppression. Let's continue. If such be the true nature of the relations men hold to each other in this world, it puts an end to all such things as crimes, unless they be perpetrated upon those who are equal or superior in number to the actors. All acts committed against persons inferior in number to the aggressors become but the exercise of rightful authority. And consistency with their own principles requires that all governments founded on the will of the majority should recognize this plea as a sufficient justification for all crimes whatsoever. Right. Why is it okay for the government, so-called majority, to take people's money who are in the minority and throw them into prisons if they don't obey just because they have more people in the vote? Why would they be able to then turn around in any kind of reasonable, unhypocritical way and charge a mob of people 
abusing a smaller group. <laughs> Why? Why can't two or three robbers break into a single home and take whatever they want? It's no different than the government. Oh, well, they could have just had a vote between the people in the home and the robbers. Oh, they lost a vote in the home, so the robbers get to win. There's no difference between that and the country. None. People push back on that because of the brainwashing about the Constitution, the wonders, and the freedom machine, and the founders, and the holy this, and the holy that, and the greatest this, and the fucking Federalist Papers that. <laughs> Declaration of Independence this. It's all just one confused blob in the minds of the people. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have been completely and totally bamboozled so that government can run their lives. That's just the bottom line. Let's continue. If it be said that the majority should be allowed to rule, not because they are stronger than the minority, but because their superior numbers furnish a probability that they are in the right, one answer is that the lives, liberties, and properties of men are too valuable to them, and the natural presumptions are too strong in their favor to justify the destruction of them by their fellow men on a mere balancing of probabilities, or on any ground whatsoever short of certainty beyond a reasonable doubt. This last is the moral rule universally recognized to be binding upon single individuals. And in the form of conscience, the same rule is equally binding upon governments, for governments are mere associations of individuals. This is the rule on which the trial by jury is based, and it is plainly the only rule that ought to induce a man to submit his rights to the adjudication of his fellow men or dissuade him from a forcible defense of them. Right. If you can't expect that, well, look, if 12 random people find under the rules that we're talking about in this essay that someone is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt or some other position was correct beyond a reasonable doubt, okay, it probably is. You're probably the, the out uh, because it's almost impossible. Of course, now these jury trials, people say, well, you got a jury trial. Well, I've spent an entire essay, probably 20 hours now, explaining how when the government controls all these things about evidence and who can testify and what the burden of proof is and what comes in, what's the standard of proof, on and on and on. We had the shifting burdens and what does the law mean and it can only answer certain questions. Well, when the government controls all that and excludes people off the jury who won't agree, they will follow whatever instructions they're given by the judge about the definition of this and how they must find. Well, that, all that goes on in a jury. If the government's in control of all of that, well, then, of course, the, the jury trial's kangaroo Joe, and you can't depend on it at all to protect your rights. But that's not what it's supposed to be. That's what this essay's about. It's supposed to be there to open people's minds to what the jury is supposed to do and how it's really a political institution to keep a check on the government so that they can't have the majority, slim majorities, fake majorities in our government, as I've shown again and again abusing everybody all the time. Just look around. What is the government now? It's just something that takes any amount it wants from anybody it cares to. It hands it out, spends it any way they want. There's like virtually no agreement on anything except that the people who are getting shit from government, who are basically just using government as a proxy violence to take your shit, spend it on whatever they want. Any kind of programs, anything, hand it out, free shit, everything, totally unconstitutional. Everything about it. No consent to any of it from the people they're taking it from. <laughs> None. That's what our government is now. There's no way around it. Anybody can look at it and see that. But the people just can't get past the brainwashing about the supposed wonders and amazingness of the Constitution because it's literally 24-7 all the time in media of every sort. But once you can take a step back and look at it, you see that what I'm explaining to you here and what Spooner's essay is all about and talking about, it's just clearly true. There is no answer for it. And it's because there's no answer for it, that's why the issue is never discussed. It's why the constitutional conservatives completely blow past it all. 
They have to, because there is no answer. And if there's no answer to the foundation of this system, i.e. the consent of the people, then you're screwed. That's it. And there's, that's it. The system falls apart. It's built on a house of sand. Let's read a little bit more. Another answer is that if two opposing parties could be supposed to have no personal interests or passions involved to warp their judgments or corrupt their motives, the fact that one of the parties was more numerous than the other, a fact that leads to comparative intellectual competency of the two parties entirely out of consideration, might perhaps furnish a slight but at least only a very slight probability that such party was on the side of justice. But when it is considered that the parties are liable to differ in their intellectual capacities in that one or the other or both are undoubtedly under the influence of such passions as rivalry, hatred, avarice, and ambition, passions that are nearly certain to pervert their judgments and very likely to corrupt their motives, all probabilities founded upon a mere numerical majority in one party or the other vanish at once, and the decision of the majority becomes, to all practical purposes, a mere decision of chance." Right. Anybody can look and see all this PC shit and trans that and you can't do this. Um, the people all have an agenda, an open agenda. They talk about it. Well, if the government has an agenda in order to abuse certain groups, um, that doesn't work. See, there's nobody would consent to that. <laughs> and all the people who sign up to just follow in orders to enforce all this shit, all these guys who run around as cops, think they're heroes protecting freedom. They're doing the exact opposite. So they're doing the exact opposite. Oh, just tell it to the judge and all those others. This is all brainwashing. You have to understand how the fundamental structure, the nature, the framework you operate under that they've told you is total bullshit. And this essay proves it. Simple, simple logic. Let's continue. And to dispose of men's properties, liberties, and lives by the mere process of enumerating such parties is not only as palpable gambling as it was ever practiced, but it is also the most atrocious that was ever practiced, except in matters of government. Right. Apparently, all these things that make no sense and nobody would ever agree to any other part of their life. You say government and the people all defend it and tell me it's the most brilliant system ever. See, that's the thing. People don't understand government. They don't understand our government. They don't understand any of the things because they're intentionally confused. And the people at the heart of that are the constitutional conservatives in media and academia who push this crap about the Constitution without telling people all of the problems that I've told them for literally hundreds of shows. They're never told. So the people are constantly confused. and They run around defending a system they don't understand. Let's continue. And where government is instituted on this principle, as in the United States, for example, the nation is at once converted into one great gambling establishment where all the rights of men are at the stakes of a few bold bad men throw the dice. Dice loaded with all the hopes, fears, interests, and passions which rage in the breasts of ambitious and desperate men. And all the people from the interests they have depending become enlisted, excited, agitated, and generally corrupted by the hazards of the game. <laughs> right. All right back to the elections have consequences. Look, if the Constitution actually limited the government, the people had rights, and this was actually consensual, then elections wouldn't have consequences because the only things going on would be stuff that everybody basically agreed to, period. That's it. That's all that would be happening. But instead, it's been turned into this idea that somehow it swings back and forth in these wild directions, depending on these so-called elections and who's up there and what they decide to do, even if they decide they're not going to do what they promised. Nobody would agree to this. See, nobody would agree to such an insane situation. You put all of your, your money, your life, your power, everything, your liberties, 
into this game where literally anybody, Chuck Schumer, fucking Nancy Pelosi, or Donald Trump can just declare something that's over executive order? <laughs> Do some bullshit law? Now we all have to follow it? They take your shit? Close your business? Make you wear a mask? Force you to take a shot? <laughs> you can't leave? Can't shop? Oh, they get a loan? They take your money? They give it to someone else? And nobody agrees to any of this except the people benefiting, the scammers behind it all. See, that's the deal. That is the deal. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read one little bit more here, and then we're going to wrap up for the day because there's, there's a lot more. Like I said, this chapter is going to take a couple of shows for sure. The trial by jury disavows the majority principle altogether and proceeds upon the ground that every man should be presumed to be entitled to life, liberty, and such property as he has in his possession, and that the government should lay its hands upon none of them except for the purpose of bringing them before a tribunal for adjudication, unless it be first ascertained beyond a reasonable doubt in every individual case that justice requires it. What people don't understand is that the vast majority of things that people think that you can get some kind of satisfaction out of courts and trials, oh, file a case. People endlessly on Twitter come up to me all the time with tweets about, we should file a lawsuit and will you take this kind of case? Like, dude, you don't understand the system. First of all, individual cases, for the most part, aren't even something you can file. They just pour you out for what they call lack of standing, meaning that if you have a general complaint that affects a large group of people because of some governmental law, you don't have any right at all to file a lawsuit to complain about it. Like, you can't complain about how they spend money. You can't complain about these laws because you're not being isolated out individually. You're being lumped into this sort of minority well, you don't have standing. So there is not even any way to do it. Even if you could trust the courts to give you an opinion, it wouldn't make any difference because you don't have standing. They simply pour you out. Most people don't even understand that. See, but the problem with all of this concept that the government somehow has this situation where they hold this, the so-called election, and everybody saw in 2020 what a complete joke it is. They hold an election and then Whatever happens, if your guy who's supposed to be uh, pro-guns goes up there and caves in to some kind of gun regulation, what is your supposed solution? I hear it all the time. We got to hold them to consequence. They got to pay the consequences. They hold their feet to the fire. What does that actually translate into in politics? It means wait a couple of years until they're up for election, and then you're supposed to try to vote them out. Well, I've showed people again and again all the power they have to stay in. It's almost impossible to get these incumbents out. Oh, you got a primary, and that's the whole thing's completely corrupt. That's your supposed solution. And if you can't achieve that, and the stuff just keeps going and going year after year, you just keep getting abused. Who has consented to this? Who would agree to this insane system? Nobody would agree to a system like that. See, nobody would agree, but the, the great trick they've pulled is convincing everybody that this consent is all with regards to this vote. That if you lose the vote, that, well, sorry, it's the way it is. You don't get any other say. It's like, well, I thought this was a voluntary union and consent of the people. Yeah, it is, except that you don't actually get to consent. And the only voluntary part is if you don't like it, you can leave. Okay, well, that's not really voluntary because now you're forcing me to leave. Why don't you just leave me alone? Oh, no, no, because they have the authority. Okay, well, I thought you just said that the authority came from consent of the people. And then when I tell you I don't have my consent, you tell me that you have authority and I have to leave. <laughs> so 
None of their argument actually makes any sense that constitutional conservatives make. And the problem is that people have never been exposed to the arguments and the analysis that things like Spooner's essay bring up. They've just never been exposed to it. And the vast, vast majority of people, when they hear it, they can't deal with it. So they can't deal with, well, nothing can get done. Okay, well, then, then nothing can get done because there's no agreement. <laughs> See, once you get away from agreement, then what you have is tyranny. And what you will have is more and more tyranny over time. And anybody can look around and see that. But there's absolutely no way to distinguish once you're starting to impose it on a bunch of people just because you get some kind of vote that you just start abusing another group of people. That's no different than any other system of tyranny. It just isn't. And the only reason you think it is is because in your mind you've convinced yourself that the voting somehow is magical and powerful and somehow does something that somehow transforms this tyranny into a consensual, amazing magic show of freedom. And that's just not true. And that happens because of literally decades and decades and decades of brainwashing that people are exposed to all the time. And if they were exposed to these concepts early, then they would see that the other stuff is utter nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. So only a very small group of people can really hear the message inside here at this point. That, that's just the reality. And luckily, we don't need that big a group in order to make a big impact when it comes to trials. You could grind things to a halt pretty easily with between 5 and 10% of the population. What else kind of solution is there out there where if you just get 5 or 10% of the population, you can make a huge difference? I'd love to hear it, right? You can't. There's nothing else. You have to get such a huge portion of the population in order to so-called win elections. But with this, it's just 5 or 10% of the population. You'd be able to start getting tons and tons of hung juries, not guilties, uh, in jury boxes. And therefore, in your area, most of the laws would become completely and totally unenforceable and dead letter that are completely unfair to people. And that should be great. Everyone should welcome that. Some people are scared of that because they, they want somebody telling them what they're supposed to do. They are terrified of actual freedom. They really are. And... That's just a sad testament to the brainwashing, again, of the people and how weak the vast, vast majority of people are. They're very, very weak. They run around claiming they want freedom, but really what they want is a big daddy government uh, to do the shit they want and to use the proxy violence in a way that their hands are supposedly clean while they go over and abuse a bunch of individuals that they don't want to actually have to face themselves. That's the reality. That's the reality. And so, you know, the people who, who like my show, the people who listen to my show and get it, especially the people who support my show and support me in Patreon, they get it. Those people are, they're very intelligent and they're able to admit that they got fooled. Hell, I got fooled. Everybody, for the most part, got fooled. There's very, very few people who are never fooled by this system. There's no shame in having been fooled. The shame comes in when you're told and you're exposed to the truth, continuing to deny it and defending a system that is completely and totally indefensible and corrupt and abusive and tyrannical. Look around. Oh, still the greatest country. Well, it's all going away, dude. You think they're going to do it all at once? No, because if they do it all at once, people catch on. So it's always a slow, slow, slow chipping away. And now we're near the end game. It's just exponentially moving ever since the corona load of shit that they rolled out. Where they just destroyed, blew up the economy in a million ways. But, you know, once you, you can kind of allow your ego to be step, put aside so you can see that, wow, I really was fooled terribly by this Okay, well, you were fooled, but it's not too late. We can get moving. Like I said, 5 to 10% of the population would be huge. And believe me, it would snowball 
as soon as one little area did it, other areas would see, wow, it's working over there. They'd want to know what was going on, and then it would spread, and then they wouldn't be able to keep it quiet. You know, they keep me very, very, very pushed down in a little tiny box. And I'm not going to do this show forever. I'm just not going to. I'm working on other projects, and those other projects, if, when, and as they hit, and they're getting closer and closer to activating, um, I'm just not going to make the show anymore. And, you know, I've given people hundreds of shows, I've given them opportunities, and, you know, I, I look at the paltry amount of support I get. It's like, why would I take continue to take any risk? <laughs> I won't. You know, I mean, people don't want to defend me. Fine. They don't want to defend each other. Fine. Okay. This is what our overseers count on. That's what they count on. And they're winning, you know, because the people will stand around and prefer to continue to act as though they were right and the Constitution this and the founders that when they don't have the slightest fucking clue what they're talking about. Instead of opening up their mind to realize they were fooled just like I was fooled, just like all sorts of people were fooled and see that there actually is a solution out there. But they would prefer to try to remain so-called right and keep their ego intact than they would to actually do something. And they're just going to let their kids and their grandkids and everybody else just be completely screwed. Because once this electronic medical prison is completed, it's over. See, it's completely over. You will not be able to have that kind of, you know, strong men create good times and good times create weak men and weak men create bad times and bad times create strong men. Um, You're not going to have that. It will be the last rotation through, and the people running things know it. So, so that's pretty much it. And uh, you know, so thank you to those people in Patreon who who get it and who appreciate the information I provided to them over the last couple of years. I really do uh, respect you guys. And as far as Twitter goes, I'm still on there, though. I'm probably going to stay private for a while, at least through the release of the movie. I'm legal man at U.S. Crime Review now. I'm no longer legal man at U.S. Law Review. I had to change it so I don't get banned. And I'm still on private because it provides a lot of protection. And they they suspend me for nothing. Last time they suspended me for just saying off a cliff in relation to the situation. They just suspended me for a week. So there's nothing I can do. Anything I say, I'll get suspended. So I had to change from Law Review to Crime Review. But I'm still there. I'm private. You can follow me. And we still have a lot of fun, and that's why I like Twitters, because I get to see a lot of funny stuff. I have a lot of funny people in the Twitter sphere that I'm in, and uh, I like that. And the movie, The Jones Plantation, it should be out soon, pretty soon. I don't know exactly when, because uh, I think we're going to get a screening next week, private screening, and that would mean really close. So instead of September, looks like it's going to be October, but you know, Andrew's, uh, he's doing the work of 20 guys and he's busting his ass to get this thing done and he wants to do it right. And I appreciate all of that about Andrew and about the project itself. It's a great movie. It's, I play Mr. Jones. It was written by Larkin Rose, allegory about going from chattel slavery to debt slavery and the way our system really works. And I hope when that movie comes out, people support it and make it make a lot of money because If it makes money, they'll make more. And if they make more, it's a great medium to reach people. So so that's what the update is there. And beyond that, I don't know if there's anything else to say, so I think I'll go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice another day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Put your hands together one more time for Legal Man.